Points Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. If you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? Welcome. Johnny here. Raj here. This, this is, is fucking Point Hammer. 1-7-Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what have you been up to, buddy? Oh, I've been a slave to the paint desk, my man. Yeah. Just trucking away here. So my original goal was to get a completed Infinity Onyx contact force done for Iowa Incident. Yeah. This is being recorded after Iowa incident. <laughs> and Due to a laptop snafu. Yeah, we tried to get out a little earlier, but the the Connex contact force hasn't quite materialized. Uh. I've got seven of the 12 <laughs> models done. Okay. But uh, two are in process, and then three are... Uh, the, Two are base coated, and then one's uh, one's looking at some bare metal here. So, <laughs> okay, so you didn't didn't quite get the progress I wanted, despite despite the five a.m. work times every yeah, day. Yeah, get up early, stay up late. It's the same same amount of time. In uh, I don't know how you get anything done with this baby. Like I, I'm I don't know, and not, I don't even work. Like I don't know how people <laughs> fucking do it, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. You're still going through a transition. Uh, I'm assuming there's no set schedule. No. Really? Well, we um, implemented well, a schedule between us where she goes to bed at 8, I keep them till 12 to 1, and then bring them upstairs, and then I sleep downstairs. It's causing nice. friction in the marriage. Oh. Because we're not well, sleeping in the same getting, bed. but Getting but, some sleep, period. Yeah. So. Well, she's commented on how well-rested she is, and I feel... Yesterday, I slept like 12 hours. I didn't get out of bed till 10. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah, that sounded really similar to the arrangement with Kelly and I. Yeah. I wasn't sleeping 12 hours. <laughs> I slept past my alarm. <laughs> it was glorious. Nice. Then, so, But then half your day's pissed away. That's like quality doing stuff time. Yeah, exactly. So Too old for that. For for my painting, so I had to paint Slambo. I know that took a weekend, so that's probably could have been one model further but that still still wouldn't have made it mm. i'm not sure i'm just taking a long time doing the detail work yeah uh, doing the edging and stuff i mean because you can do edging good yeah. and, and bad or you can do it <laughs> ebay pro painted style <laughs> <laughs> yeah Slow. so I'm, I'm doing it good so a lot of times that's you're doing it, like, you're doing it well you mean yeah well <laughs> no i'm doing it good <laughs> and i'm going back and like re-highlighting some of the armor plates and stuff. Okay. You know, if if the airbrush didn't turn out exactly like I wanted, so sure. So you're putting some time in. Yeah, still putting in some time. I thought I could get some extra mileage. I tried to paint two Umbra Legate guys, which are kind of like weird vampire alien type dudes. And, okay. Uh, very detailed models, but. So I thought, well, I could just do two two at once. It's like the literally the same model. Sure. Converted slightly. It's from the Onyx Contact Force. So cheap. Just had to get it twice. <laughs> but once I was doing it, you know, once you highlight the abs and like there's little like 
exoskin for sure. like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to <laughs> jump in and immediately redo <laughs> that on over. the other one for like 90 minutes. It's like you want to move on. Yeah. So that didn't really pan out. You know, there's no gains in efficiency or anything. So basically I finished one and then the other guy's at the base coat stage. Sure. You can do it. If it's like a five-minute step, you could do that. So maybe hmm, that's an idea. So if I broke it down maybe into like five-minute chunks, so literally like <laughs> one one ab, muscle, one, one, one of the six-pack. Yeah, one one of the six-packs, go back, uh, I would, uh, tit for tat. Because uh, that's how you would do, uh, you know, if you're doing like 10 or 15 guys at the same time. It's not, well, you're not going to spend that much time on them. But mm. um Hmm. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Try to try Maybe to break it down. Maybe just work something out. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, working on the little worms right now. So I just finished one this morning. The other guys, their skin's done, so it's pretty much just the armor. So sure. The new goal, John, Renegade Open. When, what's the date on that? November seventeenth, I believe. Okay, it's two and a half weeks. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, well, let's what's see. What's your? Uh, What's your prediction here? Is this going to get done? Today is uh, Wednesday the 31st. is Halloween. One thing is, unlike for Iowa Incident here, this occurred at the same time as uh, heavy work stuff, with sure. like the way 1-1 renewals kick out and lead times and everything. So I was really busy at work. Yeah. So I wasn't going to take any time off. But I do have... I've been a century now, 12 years. I got the extra five pack what? just a month or two ago. Nice. So I, I do guess. have some extra days. Like I, I do need to burn. Keep so. your nose to that grindstone, son. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll get ahead. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I am prepared to take a day or two off just to just to paint these, just to get them done. Okay. Move on to other projects. Yeah. So, and how many? How many? There's just three guys, yes. but two are base coated already, and so one's primed I've got already. Umbra Leggett base coated. I've got another. I don't know what hum- any of these humanoid, models are, so it's lost on guy, me. guy, similar, yeah. base coated. Okay. I've got the two worms. Okay, which so that's four. I just have to do the armor on those guys and like the little eyeballs and whatever detail work. Okay. Uh, all those are based, and then I have the overdrawn, which is base coated or base. It's bare metal. Okay. It's a, but it's completely. It's ready done. for primer. It's ready to go. Yeah, I could start on it. The the paint scheme is going to be the identical to the the little unidrons. So okay. it's like a giant, like ogre sized dude with a fucking massive gun <laughs> on his shoulder. All right, but it it's larger. But I think with the airbrush, it probably you know the problem with large models is the blends. Yeah, you, know, you have more space. You gotta but get a bigger needle, dude. The with the airbrush, it shouldn't be a problem really at yeah. all. It should be easier to okay. paint. Um, but they'll just be more edge highlighting, which is like ninety percent of the work. Sure. Anyways, I guess. So for me, that always went fast too. So I don't know what your style is, but. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. Well, there's a lot of like edges that are, you know, I get it if it's like an edge between two areas or something, where it's like a three dimensional edge. Sure. But on the Unidrons, there's like mm, just like little lines that meet. There's so a lot like, of that on the left stuff I paint because they have those like hexagons right in their arm. It's just a little outline of hexagons yeah, that you try so, to pick out. So if you're like edge highlight, you, there's a way you can do it with like the edge of your brush and you just slide it along. Yeah. And it like does the work for you. Obviously, there's some nuance there with keeping the thickness of the line and everything. But 
Not not looking too eBay pro painted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if it's like where plates meet, you know, it's basically a flat surface with a little line in it. Right. You know, there's nothing for you your brush that. to catch, so you have to basically kind of like freehand it. Yeah. So the Unidrons had a lot of that. I haven't looked at the overdrawn to see sure. whether that's on there. But Okay. Okay. So uh so do I think you're going to get it Pre- done? Prediction. Well, in all that talking, I lost how many models? I think you have four models to do. <laughs> uh, there's three from scratch. One. Essentially. One that, need, two, that needs armor. Oh. Two that are nearly done. Okay. I'm going to say no, because right now you ha- you have... What? But I am willing to take a day or two off, John. Where's is this that, event? This is in the Twin City. Okay. Essentially an invite. So you're probably going to leave... I'm going to leave Friday. Friday. But so Friday. I do my painting in the morning, bro. So that's paint day. <laughs> Here's the problem. You're going to get up at five. You're going to paint. You're going to get to the event. You're going to have to go to bed. You're going to spend the whole first night when ah. you should be getting loaded sleeping. Well, that's not how Iowa incident went. <laughs> uh, there's a certain you, uh, liquid, liquid fuel that can keep a man going. Were you back in proper form like old, old oh, days, yeah. Raj? Yeah. Did you ride any signs down to the ground? Uh, not quite that level. <laughs> I was careful to mix in a blatz or two to okay. level things so out. So your vocabulary was more than just, yeah, well, your mom. Uh, <laughs> just barely. There was a lot. Once I get onto my, uh, start talking about AIDS a lot, it's like my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think you're going to get it done. Okay. And maybe me saying no will motivate you. It, it will probably like. One percent, man. All right. <laughs> well, I think you're a worthless shit. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get it done. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. So there you go. It's, Suck it. It was a toss up. Yeah. Um, I, I'm giving myself a fifty-fifty. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I will, only because I might be willing to take a day or two off. Now I believe you haven't even gotten any games in with these bros. Correct. So you're gonna be gonna dipping be your toes. Fucking horrible yeah. game. In the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i know the like the the list so it was just like a quickie uh, get yeah. it done list partially based off the shit that i had sure so it's not going to be very competitive no about half of it is good stuff okay and half this well I'm, I'm taking the big dude with the gun because i want to yeah because right, it's overly powerful and then the two like vampire legate guys are kind okay. of expensive and they're kind of weedy yeah. They have a lot of attack power, but I don't really care for their rules per se. I don't think that they're sure. very good. So that's like a third of my force. I'm just like not that good. But eh, they're, they're cool models, and maybe if I play some games. I feel like that might be season. demotivating you. If you felt you had a competitive list, you probably would have got it done already. Possibly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's fine. I'd probably only need to paint another... Four or five models. Yeah. Like some of the little antennas and shit. Like Onyx can get those same things. Sure. So it could Net be, rods. It could be quick and like some little weedy guys to bulk it out. And okay. So, so I think I'm about half of a good list basically <laughs> going. So All right. Uh, but once I get that done, it should be should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to moving on to, to other stuff here. Sure. Uh, well, Paca's calling that prep work. It's not going to do itself, John. Yeah, it's true, sadly. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, buddy. Yourself, John? I mean, you said your schedule's all over. If you got 12 hours of sleep, you got 12 <laughs> hours to paint, right? Yeah. It's 24 well, hours in a day. I built four 
30k Space Marines that I got from Mikey G as an early father or as a late Father's Day gift. <laughs> so I got those guys built. I converted up one of them. Are you Mikey G's dad? Is no, this just coming out just, right now. He's just looking out for a bro. <laughs> uh, I got one of those. I'm not even old enough. Come on, bitch. <laughs> well, you're very virile, young man. <laughs> I'm a very virile old man. I could barely walk this morning. Yeah. I took a took a four mile run yesterday so or the day before. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. So I built four Marines. One of them I converted up pretty heavily. And they're, like I said, Mark IV, I think, plate armor. A little bit old school with the knobby shoulders and shit. Mm-hmm. But still multi-part, cool looking. So I built a Loken and three other bros. And then I got them well-based. I'm going to try and do like a Istvan, end of Istvan, betrayal battle where they're all fucking beat up and shitty mm-hmm. in terms of... Not like super sharp Chris Marines. Digging into that theme. Yeah, buddy. And then, so built and based, and then decided I was going to break out the old airbrush here and prime them, and that did not go well. So <laughs> I, was, I primed the first one, which of course was the model I spent all this fucking time converting. <laughs> and it was all splattery and shitty, and I was getting all pissed huh. off. I couldn't figure out what was up. And then I looked at it, and I had the fucking cap on the airbrush. <laughs> So it's like spraying through the cap. Yeah, it's my first real use of it Uh outside of spraying on a box, which actually turned out all right. But so I got the cap off. And then from then on, I probably spent another 20 minutes trying to prime three dudes. And it was just gumming up the whole time. Uh. It would spray for like six or seven toots. And then it would start slowly decreasing the amount coming out and then would just stop and only spray air you'd have to like switch it out i got these two jars here that hook up to it this is siphon fed job so i had the bigger one full of just alcohol and i'd have to blow a ton of alcohol through it to get it to spray again then i would put the paint back on and i even watered down this airbrush primer which is already pretty freaking Mm -hmm. pretty freaking watery so yeah that's what i that's exactly what i use the vallejo surface primer yeah so So, hmm. So you are using I, it could be the gun. this posh siphon-fed gun that has been sitting around for Yeah, but I replaced prior. I took it apart completely and yeah, replaced the needle, that. the tip, uh, a couple other components. So it's in really good shape. It should work. I I think maybe spraying through the tip like that might have caused it to gum up on me. So I'm going to give it another go. I'm going to take some my next go on it is going to be to take some G-dub paints, like some shadowy gray colors and do Mm -hmm. the base coat on the marines so if that doesn't go well i'm gonna put this airbrush on ebay which ebay my ebay rant's a whole nother story (laughs) (laughs) but i'm gonna put this i'm gonna get rid of this airbrush and just get something else because it's it's shit apparently okay yeah it sounds like it's not working too good and i cannot discern whether it's user error (laughs) i mean yeah, watered down primer is pretty much the least technical right. type of thing you can do. And if sure. it's if it's gumming up on you, typically when it gums up, it's when uh, certain types like a white paints will dry up a lot quicker for sure. some reason. Okay. And uh, on a smaller needle, more that's a problem with my harder Steenbeck. Okay, it'll dry up. Pretty pretty frequently, I meaning was, like you get a couple minutes or you get like seven toots. No, probably probably five to seven toots. Oh, like a little white. Ugh, why fucking bother? Well, it's, <laughs> that that might that might do a whole model. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, see, I have no idea what yeah, I'm doing. One tube <laughs> per shoulder, and a knee pad, and his back. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that was only a problem on that smaller brush. On the Awada Eclipse, that's a 0.35 versus the, yeah. the 0.15. That, that didn't really happen too often. Maybe after a long period of airbrushing terrain stuff. You sure. Know, doing like 50 walls at a time, and you're just blasting air out. You know, it's going to build up and build up. Sure. And then even then, you can... You know, for something like priming or something like the train where you don't give a shit, you can power through by just cranking the PSI up. Okay. And like blast just, it all out. Just, just pulling back on the throttle there to to blast it out. So I think I'm set around twenty right now. Yeah, for the what Eclipse, the point three five, I use twenty, and then on the steam back, I'm up to about thirty. Okay. For for that, I you know, you're talking about point three five millimeter fucking needles. I'm rocking a 1.0 here, and that was coming yeah. up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's like a whole different mechanism or world of paint. Yeah, it probably has its own rules on how everything works. I dislike siphon fed. I wish it was gravity. Yeah, fed. that looks like a pretty big hassle. Um, you got those little jars and shit. So yeah. you have to like, I guess you'd have to like clean the clean the jar every time. Yeah, and the airbrush every w- time you change colors. Yeah. Where, I guess on the the gravity fed, you know, you're using the cup that's built in. Say, you're just cleaning out the air. You know, right. Two, it's just two, a part of the machine. Two for one. Yeah. Type of type of deal. Sure. As far as cleaning goes. So. All right. Well, anyways, I'm just being cheap. Anyways, I got I gotta figure out if I want to commit. I was hoping this would. I'd be like super stoked on airbrushing on after so this. Smooth. But in fact, like- yeah, I feel worse about it. So we'll see how the priming goes. I'll put some effort into it, getting yeah. consistency and all that bullshit right. Yeah. So. You come over sometime. I'll show you show you my kits. Yeah, that would actually be a good Squ- play. Squirt the juice. I got some reducer and extender here, which I don't, I guess that's for watering the paint on or cutting the paint. Yeah, so you got, what was that, Badger colors there, water-based acrylic airbrush reducer. I used a Vallejo airbrush thinner. Mm, um, okay. I I use water, you know, as well. Maybe a little bit of both. I was just using the 70% isopropyl to water the shit Yeah, down. I think that would work too. See, this Between one- Between those three. The water-based acrylic airbrush reducer and extender is, is like non-toxic safe shit. And since I'm spraying in a little basement area- Just hopping. Yeah. I didn't want to get- Well, I do want to get stoned, uh-huh. but- you want to keep getting stoned. Yeah. For a long <laughs> period of time, 50 years. Don't want to cut it short. Unlike the surface primer. So anyways, I'll keep working on that. I did that. I did negotiate with Dave Whitech, and I have bartered for a sizable 30K Marine Force. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's some dreadnoughts, bunch of Marines. Now, it's not the same... Do the dreadnoughts look different? Yes, then? very much okay. so. They look just older so. and clunkier. They're not as cool as the new ones, but they're like anything clunkier than the current. Oh my friend, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> when they show up, you'll, I think you'll get a giggle out of them. But but they fit the theme. Now the the plate armor is different than maybe the ones I have are Mark Five. I don't know, but it's slightly different armor. But I'm just gonna build two of them up. 
the same way I did the, the mm-hmm. ones I already have. That's why I haven't tried priming them yet because I want to do them all at once. Or not prime, base coating because I want to do them all at once. And then they'll look a little different probably, but I think it'll all flow because they'll all be painted the same mm-hmm. and they'll all be Space Marines. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I got, I got that four showing up. It, it does all have to be stripped, so that's the downside of that. But but the price was right. We bartered. It was like... Mm-hmm. $15 plus postage plus a six pack of beer and a pack of Marbreds at Wapaka. <laughs> so. And a handy at Akon. <laughs> if I make Akon, it'd be a fucking miracle. This baby's really going to have to shape up here. I'm not even going to sign up because. This baby's got to shape up or ship I, out. If I were to tell my wife that I signed up for like a three day event right now, that <laughs> would not go over well. So. And, and and rightfully so. So mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm in idle mode. I've been watching all the Holy War stuff on Instagram, the prepper or Twitter, the preparations and the tables and shit. And I'm like, motherfucker, mm-hmm. it's not meant to be right now. So, guess not. Anyway, so I did all that, and then I got our Patreon model for painting for yes. Ryan Moore, this is, uh, like an Asian lady. The Kuji, the Kuji delegate, Kuga, Kuga delegate. Okay, I would say. So yeah, it's the. It seems like she's a non-combat person. She's got a briefcase yeah. and a kitten. They have the high-value target models, mm. just kind of civilian type folk. So she's a super cool model, and I got. He doesn't want her base. I just, so I just made a, a little cork base. He can easily cut it off of, and he's gonna do a custom base to match the rest of his crew. And then I got it primed. I painted the feet. I base. I started base coat the cloak. One time. Well, yeah, she's wearing like socks, white socks, and then well, flip flops. Like, you might I thought you may want to keep the second foot in reserve just in <laughs> just, case you need to get a start on it at a different point in time. Well, I do just need to get a foot. different start here. <laughs> so the I started base coat in the cloak, and then my laptop took a shit, so I can't listen to my audiobooks. And the part's not going to oh, arrive till the 13th of November, which is also why our episode's later than we had intended. Mm-hmm. It's really a fucking hassle when your laptop takes a shit. But So I got to queue up a couple podcasts on my little podcast phone. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so it's got these. So she's wearing this, uh, it's like a robe. And it has, if you look at the pictures online, there's this little flower prints that everybody puts on. And I was like, why the fuck would everybody do that? But it turns out they're actually in the, you, you can't not do it without like sculpting over it or scraping them off or something. Mm-hmm. So I debated on re-sculpting the whole fucking cloak. Just getting nice, smooth, <laughs> green yeah. Because I think over. it would look cooler to freehand stuff. But I didn't know if Ryan would be cool with that. And plus, you're talking an extra four or five hours of work, probably. Yeah. Just all told with the freehand and the and the sculpting. Yeah, I guess if you still want to do some freehand, it's not going to save you any time. But I would have to do something cool to make up for the fact that I got rid of all the detail yeah, on the got model. Rid of the flowers and then just did like a base cap. <laughs> that would save you time, but yeah. probably, probably not what was intended. So, yeah. Anyways, it's in progress. It was it was pretty fun doing the feet because she's got these like flip flops on and they look like they're cork bottomed. So I was trying to make these the tiniest fucking flip flops on the planet look like cork you, you could see it if you look close but um but it doesn't like pop because the model's so tiny so like from a few feet away you would never notice it but but i'm having fun with it and the feet are done and i'm working on the, the cloak once the cloak's done 
that fucking model's done. That's the biggest part of it. So, mm-hmm. so I am, yeah. Are you gonna for for the cat? Are you thinking uh, bully or onyx? Well, the one in the photo is black. The cloak is gonna be pretty much bully's creamy buff tones, <laughs> I believe, because he didn't care what color I painted. So. Uh-huh. I'm trying to use some colors on the flowers I've never worked with before. And then I'll just do the cloak creamy or some something more tame. But so bully wouldn't work so well. So it might be onyx. I might onyx. just make them like if you could pull off a tortie shell, that'd be a fun thing for a cat. So we'll see. I might get fun with that too. I definitely put in more time on the sandals than I should have. Mm-hmm. But I was enjoying it at the time. So well, yeah, that's what it's about. So yeah, other than that, I think that's all I've been up to. Which sounds like a lot because I talked a lot, but yeah. it's just re- doing a little bit every day, or no, it's been like four or five days. I've done anything. Spotty. <laughs> Today, the wife is gone for the day now, so I'm gonna get some time in on that. I wish I had my freaking audio book, but I did find a good podcast with Tynan Sylvester is interviewed. He's the fellow that made RimWorld. Mm. So it was his his idea and his I think he did most of the work so so yeah I'm looking forward to listening to that so that'll keep me motivated a little bit so what do you got for an event that I'll talk a little bit about Iowa incident and not going to get into the games at this point okay we might do a little recap about that later but I drove down took a half day Friday down to Cedar Rapids Iowa when was this this was uh Friday so four five days ago okay this is recorded is this uh November. Cedar Rapids, October. is that the Quad Cities or is that not? It's near the Quad Cities. Okay. It's probably, it's southwest of Dubuque. Okay. So southwest of Wisconsin and then probably northwest of the Quad Cities. Based okay. Based off my sure. limited Iowa geography. <laughs> never never heard of the town before, but it's, it's, it's actually really... a pretty big, pretty big city. Okay. We had to look it up to see what the population was because I got downtown and there's like these fucking massive buildings and okay. like grids. Uh, like city blocks, you know, it looks like downtown Minneapolis or Chicago. The streets are like six or eight lanes wide, but like there's just not a lot of cars. There like isn't the population. To <laughs> That's how it. I felt about Omaha. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Kind of it was fun walking around because you didn't have to worry about traffic and stuff. And just driving there, it was fine. Sure, but there'd just be like four way stops on those huge streets and like. Yeah, there didn't seem to have a lot of traffic, but the population is 130,000. Okay. So the venue was actually like a theater where, you know, plays and sh- orchestras and shit. Nice. Out. So okay. one of the organizers, uh, it's was run by Will Thompson, Jeremy Kinzer, and then this third fellow, who I don't know his name, but he's the one who actually works at the theater. Oh, cool. And normally the that room is like 2,500 or 3,000 bucks like a day to rent. Yeah. But they set it up with like a orchestra that was showing, I think the movie, what's the movie? Black and White with the lady in the shower. Psycho. Psycho, yeah. The orchestra was playing like while Psycho was showing. It was just some show yeah. they had. So they weren't going to use that room. Ah, cool. So they were able to score for 500 bucks. The tables that we played on were actually like stage stuff. That like stage you, squares meant, meant to be put together for a stage. Okay, so it was like rated for like several thousand pounds, <laughs> each like little square, and they're exactly four feet wide. The heaviest shit. Uh they probably were heavy to yeah. set up, but it was like perfect for gaming because they're four feet wide exactly, and then you have 
you know, like a giant row of these, like 40 feet long. <laughs> and so you have plenty of room to sure. set all your shit and everything. And it was super sturdy. Sounds like a very unique situation. Yeah. And you could put that. So Infinity uses the, like the fat mats, you know, the, the mouse pad material, sure. neoprene mats. So it's always kind of an issue if you just put those on tables you know, are the tables level? Are they equal to each other? Is there going to be like a little droop in the middle? Right, where two tables meet. And then if it were four tables meet, it gets even worse. So because of that stage stuff, you're just able to put that directly down. Sure. That stuff. And every t- table was like perfectly level and awesome. Okay. So the train stuff was good. I uh, drove down by myself about five and a half hours. Had plenty of podcasts to keep me going. Did you get any fucking road wanks in? Road wanks? No road wanks. Um, during the middle of the trip, I was holding my pee in just to stay awake. You know, during the, the, the middle lull. That's what you get for getting up at 5 a.m. But Do you have any road wines? No road wines. Plenty of blats in the rear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds filthy. <laughs> you get blatsed in the rear? Uh, it was crashing with Grant Fetter, Scott Tipsword. Oh, those weird. characters. So, the theater was downtown. The hotel was within a few blocks. It was yeah. the only hotel. It was attached to a convention center. Okay. So along with like the downtown shtick, it had like the downtown kind of price tag to it too. Mm-hmm. So the room was kind of pricey. So you tripled up. Didn't provide any breakfast. Well, that's fucking bullshit. You know, it was expensive enough that they stopped providing Wi-Fi. They probably heard that you'd come in and fucking hit the breakfast twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut it down. That Roger's kid's coming in. But yeah, the venue was really cool. We went out to there's plenty of like microbreweries and cool little restaurants around there. So sure. Uh, Friday night was a lot of hanging out with the boys, chowing down, and then on the swilling beers. The hotel had a nice like on the third level. There's a bunch of meeting rooms. Okay, those were locked up, but there was like a big kind of reception area for those that was open that had a bunch of tables and couches and shit. Yeah. So we all just piled in there. Started setting up tables, playing board games and card games. Nice. Yeah, just, there was no other like people on that level, so like you didn't have to worry <laughs> too much about noise. Sure. But the, the hotel staff, you know, like would, you know, some dude would walk past every twenty minutes. You know, just, hello. Just, just to like, see what the hell you guys keep, were doing. Keep an eye on you guys. Yeah. So, the games on Saturday went well. One thing is, getting up so early, kind of made the tournament schedule kind of weird. It made it seem like I had like way more time because the game <laughs> didn't start till like 10. Oh, wow. So, so you got up and took a jog, showered, jerked off, uh, well, Grant shit. brought his uh, Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, no. So nice. we hooked it up to the, the hotel TV. So I got up and I was playing F-Zero, remember, Mario yeah, Kart I and play, shit. I played a lot of that in my day. <laughs> so it was super fun. Sure. I did that both mornings. Um, so yeah, I did bring like my, my workout pants just in case, but you didn't since use there them. was a video game console <laughs> uh, that provided I've, a more ready form of entertainment. I've debated taking like taking a jog at every tournament, but I've, even when I've brought the supplies, I've never once done it. Yeah, so if it wasn't for that, I think I think I would have uh, probably. You know, what are you gonna do for like? two hours so, jerk off and stare at instagram yeah so it's weird because all, all the drinking and stuff and the good times i was able to stay up late and but then my body was getting attuned to getting up early yeah. so really wasn't a problem getting up and really wasn't overly fatigued stay up till midnight okay. on saturday sure and then i was back up at seven so cool uh, yeah i came in at about 
think 15th or 16th overall. Was this the one day or 54? No, it was a two to two, two day. day. Okay. And we'll get into 15th, my, huh? We'll get into my games. I had three wins, a draw, and a loss. Okay. Later in this episode here, do a little infinity talk. But I took the my old stuff, the yellow jackets, vanilla pano. Mm-hmm. Did well. Got to see Scott Tipsword brought a G.I. Joe themed oh. Ariadna Force. <laughs> and uh so he's from Chicago and then Greg Strom from the Twin Cities was independently creating a Cobra themed Hakaslam <laughs> force. Oh nice. <laughs> Did so, they get to square off? Yeah, on Saturday night we went to a tavern nearby. They had uh you know, this is some bar, but the second level was kind of cleared out for us. So we got to set up board games and shit in a bar the second night and they set up a they actually set up the infinity table and started playing at this tavern and about like halfway through like really loud rap music just started playing. That's how they got rid of you nerds. <laughs> yeah. About ten o'clock they're like, uh yeah, you guys have this area but this is also the dance floor, so you guys got to go back in this little tiny room back here so people can come up and dance. But <laughs> it was a Halloween weekend, too. So yeah, this is a nightmare. Like, people kept coming up dressed like something, like, looking around, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, <laughs> and then, like, immediately walking back downstairs. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So, anyway, it sounds like you had a hoot. Yeah, it was real good. Yeah. I was really stoked on the way back. So sure. That kept me awake. I remember those days. Hour yeah. Drive. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so you haven't been audiobooking then? You said well, Lappy's down, so you're... I'm into a couple. I'm into Rogues, which is a George R.R. R. Martin edited collection of short stories. And the first one is by... The first one I finished was by Joe Abercrombie. Nice. And it was very good. It was about... Uh, Stuff that happens after his main novel series, where some of the characters are in it, but only ancillary. And it's just about this chick who's on the run from these dudes that are trying to catch her and kill her and mm-hmm. bring her in for a bounty. So that was really good. And then the second story, I'm, I never got to finish, but I'm close. And it's about some girl who works at a jack shack giving hand jobs. <laughs> and then in the front, there's a little psychic reader. Mm-hmm. So then she gets eventually moves up to be one of the psychics and she's working with this really rich lady to try and get the ghosts out of her house. I have no idea where the hell it's going to go, but it was definitely an interesting story. So, so far I highly recommend the rogues collection of short stories. And then there's also one called apocalypse that I've been listening to, which is the first book in the wasteland chronicles by Kyle West. It's like a post-apocalyptic yeah, like post-nuclear, uh, the world's covered in ash, everything outside died, everybody's living in bunkers. Is everybody a- walking or driving? And everybody's on modified foot. Mm, all on foot. vehicles, okay. Yeah, there's, there's no Mad Maxi. T- <laughs> well, there are people living in the wastes, but there's civilized bunkers around, but most of them are destroyed. There's just a handful left now, and they're they're trying to... It's kind of kind of cliche where there's all this contention between the leaders of the bunker who are the military, what was what's left of the American military, and then like the civilians and the scientists are kind of mm-hmm. at odds with them. And so there's a little bit of cliche BS going on, but so far it's a good story. I'd recommend it. I'll give a proper recap once I wrap that up. And then lastly, I'm reading. I'm like a fucking single butt hair away from finishing Mechanicum, which is the next book that I'm reading in the mm-hmm. Horace Heresy here. And it is super good. So once I get done, it's it's really crazy because they go into detail about 
Mars and all the machines and the beliefs and the thought systems of the people and how things are run and how the mm-hmm. forges are run and talk about how this you know servitors a lot and Skitari, which are like modified warrior cool, types actually yeah it's it was a mechanic stuff was, was one interesting. of the, I never knew too much about it yeah me neither and like how the how the people interact with the titans cuz the titan legions are based on mars and how like those little weird walker things which you know like almost like sentinels we used to call them in imperial guard uh, like Skitari like, or something like that is nah, that those like, are just modified soldiers oh, okay. um but like pretty much sentinels like mm-hmm. if you look at the models they look like the lower half of a sentinel so they go into detail about how the pilots of those work and it turns out that are, that these people are incorporated into these machines in a way that if the machine gets hit the human feels the pain too <laughs> and there's also some <laughs> kind of like down. machine spirit that goes between the two like a level of aggression and even between the titans so it's and and the person who's controlling the titan who typically they put them in like these amniotic balls and they so they mm-hmm. get data through the liquid all the all the ideas are super cool, so yeah. I highly recommend Mechanicum, and I'm about to finish. I have no idea how it's going to end here, and it there's like maybe 20 pages left, and it feels like there's a whole lot of shit to wrap up, so I don't know how it's going to come together, but my reading time has been severely diminished since the baby schedule changed, so I, I lay down between 12.30 and 1 and try and read, and then like four pages later, I'm like, fuck, oh, I can't get this that way. <laughs> so either way that's been going great so what have you been listening to or reading I've been listening to House of Sons by Alistair Reynolds that name sounds familiar yeah, he did Revelation kid. Space and then the Prefect series mm-hmm. so I went back for some more of his sci-fi goodness the dude's quite prolific he's got I don't know probably 20 novels about various stuff but this one is a standalone novel which I think is really good because his trilogies, the first novel was always really good, and then the follow-ups just kind of fell flat. Sure. So I think just a little bite, bite-sized, bite book-sized um, of Alistair Reynolds here will do you good. So this is it's another kind of epic space opera. Uh, kind of interesting thing about it is the space travel, it's not faster than light, and it's quite a little bit slower. So... It takes a long time to get between places and then they sure. kind of go into like they don't cryo freeze themselves they go into like a stasis okay. field where like time uh, is uh you know it'll be a, a second for you and a million seconds will pass in the outside world okay kind of deal sure so that's how they get around everywhere so it's a new take on yeah he's just you know kind of probably has spitballing because he used to be like a like an engineer or a scientist or sure. physicist or something. So he probably has 50 different ideas about <laughs> how to travel through space. But this one follows like a group. There's like these groups of clones that are like houses. Sure. That they kind of travel throughout the stars, and then they have a meetup every 200,000 years <laughs> to kind of share information. Sure. Uh, so they're kind of like outside the normal run-of-the-mill, and they watch civilizations like rise and fall. And they just okay. kind of catalog everything, and uh, something kind of goes awry. Won't really get into it, but the, okay. <laughs> the science and stuff—it's re- it's pretty good. Sure, if you like those other ones, it's good. It actually, sounds sounds solid. I wrote his name down here. I'm going to see if he's on the yeah, audiobook listings. Like the, but the time scales are like—it's kind of like Forever War. Sure, you know where it gets. They like leave for war and they don't ball. come back for. Yeah, so at the end they're like in a high speed chase, but. You know, it, it's over the course of like, you know, they've been chasing this ship for like 38,000 years. 
there's know, like across the galaxy. The final Stargate series, Stargate Universe, was kind of like that, where they're trapped on the ship that's just blasting through space at high yeah, speed. Yeah, it was going you know, speed of light. Yeah, it got crazy. Time that's funny. Dilation. So, and then they can like they're not quite going light speed, so they can send a message out ahead of themselves, like on lasers and shit. Sure. And so like they can they're going to a system and they can give the people like a heads up. And it'll get there like 50 years before them. <laughs> but like, it's not enough time to get like outside help, but they can like build up defenses and stuff like that to try to sure. catch who, you know, the person they're after. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of cool. I think it might even get more crazy than that. There's some like intergalactic travel. So solid, solid book. All right. sci-fi, Sounds good. Sci fi shit. Cool. John? Obsession? I've been working on. Up in my YouTube game here, so <laughs> nice. With the release of RimWorld 1.0 a month ago now, whatever, mid month last month, I've been well. I got obsessed with it, so I've, <laughs> I've cut back my number of YouTube videos, <laughs> and I'm trying yeah. to up my game in terms of the quality. Okay, so yeah. I'm running everything through Movie Studio, Sony Vegas 15, mm-hmm. the platinum version, nice. and doing some edit because. If you watch a lot of RimWorld, there's a fair amount of downtime. So I'm just like doing page peels where, all right, now he's going to spend two minutes chopping down all these trees. Well, you, you don't want to sit there and watch that. So yeah. then I just like, all right, one second. All right, now all the trees are chopped. So I'm up in my game in terms of the quality of the videos. And I okay. added some stuff That's to the idea. front of them, stuff to the back of them. And I've been a bit obsessed with it. I still think about playing a lot, but I just... Mm-hmm. don't because i'm also taking interaction from from watchers so people leave a comment then i take all the people who left comments and i work their names into the into the videos oh, as cool. characters or or like the the dog i just named the, the i named the dog after one of the list watchers say listeners but and then the dog immediately got attacked by a panther and almost died <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of entertaining but that's so yeah cool. that's that's a good yeah, time youtube is definitely about quantity and quality well if you're monetizing youtube is definitely about quantity growing they don't really care about your quality of videos you gotta like retain viewers you have to get subscribers you have to have interesting content but But it doesn't you don't have to put a lot of time into it like the if if they're uh, popular youtubers or whatever it looks like you could just put together whatever lazy shit yeah people watch and like well, that's only true if you already have like a bajillion. Right. Once you get a subscriber base. Following yeah. you, so like it's kind of misleading about what it takes to make like, you know, really good content and stuff like that. So. Sure. But, oh, good. cool. I've yeah. been having fun with it. That'd be good for uh, if we hit that video threshold here for the, no, yeah. the Patreon. We'll <laughs> talk about that a little later. Yeah. We will. Um, so otherwise, just been trying out my game on that. Also putting some more time into my Civilization games, making them a little better. I found that, so one of the ways that people do these videos, you record your video with a tool like Fraps, mm-hmm. um, and then you run your AVI file, which is what Fraps will generate, through a program called Handbrake, which is a free uh, yeah, program, and it turns it into an MP4, and it reduces the size significantly but it also reduces the quality. So if you if I look at videos, I, and I did a test to see, if I look at videos that go through Handbrake versus the ones that I put into Sony Vegas and export, even if I do nothing to them, then the Sony Vegas ones have 
significantly better quality in terms of the video because the handbrake kind of washes out the colors. Everything gets a little more just lighter and more monotone, whereas the stuff that comes out of Sony Vegas is still really crisp and you can tell. Mm-hmm. It, it just looks better. So I don't know. That might be a lot more information than anybody wants on making videos. But what are the, the other thing too, like just editing, like really huge files versus compress you know well i don't have on this machine here i don't have any problems in sony vegas editing and these files are fucking massive they're gigabyte multiple gigabytes Mm -hmm. of files you know like a half an hour will be i don't know 20 gigs or something it's crazy so So, massive and it i don't have any problems on this machine and sony vegas is really good at it is really good at managing everything the the other benefit to using that is that you can kick everything through a compressor and get your audio stable Mm-hmm. So I and you can save all these presets and defaults and shit everywhere in Sony Ve- and it's actually called Movie Studio 15 Platinum I think it used to be called Sony Vegas but mm-hmm. uh, but you could save all these like defaults for um, you know like your different audio you have all kinds of different audio tools mm-hmm. and like yeah. there's they work great because you can use a gateway to like block out background noise like the dogs clicking around upstairs and you so you just set your like minimum threshold. To a little higher, and it'll, you'll you'll just lose all background noise. So the tools are amazing. You can save all these things, and what I'm working on getting it to a science. So I'm not spending like an hour editing every video. Yeah, so you just keep that's the key. Doing it. <laughs> so and keep don't like do a bunch of videos and then wait two months to do more because then you'll forget all the shit right. that you like figured out, and you have to like refigure it out again. Yeah, so I'm trying with the nice. with the current schedule for my YouTube stuff. I have a RimWorld Rambo playthrough going where's a solo mercenary who's just trying to go around and smash up people's bases. <laughs> and then I have uh, a Civ Six playthrough as Gandhi where I'm trying to do a non-violent win. And so I'm trying to do once a week on the RimWorld and then once every two or three days on the Gandhi. And it, if you're doing user interaction, listener interaction, I should say, watcher interaction i actually should say uh you can't like play every day and just queue up a bunch of videos so it's kind of fun because then you're you're playing more often but you're not playing every day so you're not wasting a ton of time Mm -hmm. and then and you're also editing videos more often so those skills are you're increasing your skills in those regards it's it's been fun though that's what i'm clearly that's what i'm obsessed with having fun yeah 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 if if it wasn't fun i wouldn't do it because when you start out this channel i haven't been going for no external uh there's no motivation yeah i haven't been going for even six months yet but you know i don't there's not a lot of subscribers Mm -hmm. there's the views are in the tens you know Mm -hmm. like and and then you watch other people yeah so other people who you watch a video and you're like oh this is fucking shit and it's horrible and this person's not entertaining and there's like two hundred thousand views (laughs) with that the real insult will be, uh, like, because kids can make videos and just put shit up. Yeah. So, like, some kid will just put something up. Yeah. And you're like, it's being watched by other kids. So right. So, like, that's who's, like, watching it. But you're like, what the fuck? Like, how could I, like, a kid do this? And, like, I'm putting all this work into it. And <laughs> the, yeah, so. Damn. Anyway, it's still fun. So, if it stops being fun and the channel hasn't taken off, well then I'll just stop. I, I like it because... Hasting it, Woods Movie Studio will uh, get off the ground at that point. I, well, I like it because it throttles my video game playing significantly. 
I, I used to just want to play all the time. But now that I do this, it's like a set time every couple of days. So it, it, yeah, it's like the video game version of painting models, essentially. You, we could, you could just play video games all the time instead of doing hobby and building models and stuff. But yeah. when you're painting and building stuff, you're being kind of constructive. and Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it kind of justifies like video game skill, playing. Like a skill set and a craft. Sure, totally. So, anyways, that's what I'm obsessed about. What do you What have you been obsessing over here? Oh, this morning schedule, John. It's amazing. Still so through, yeah, through. Definitely improved a, a tournament weekend experience. Oh, because if you normally sleep till nine and you have to get up at seven, <laughs> it's fucking god awful. You're like, why am I doing this? But. If you wake up at five and sleep in till seven, oh, that's brilliant. Well, yeah. rested. Well, rested. So I've been uh, getting up at five. I was, I've actually been pushing it to see how early I can oh, get. Oh, God. Up. Sounds fucking horrendous. So to in me. the evenings, after Dane goes to bed, there's still like an hour or two. And I'm not really doing much. You know, the whole point of starting to get up in the morning was because there's like no motivation in the evening. Yeah. So there's still like a little, obviously you need a little decompression time, watch an episode of Fargo or something like that. Sure. But beyond that, I still, you know, I could stay up till 10, but at like 8.45, you know, I'm just dicking around. Yeah. Facebook shit. So mm. I've just been going to bed kind of when I'm tired after Dane goes to bed. Yeah. So that's between 9, 9 and 10. And I've been getting up at 3.30, 4 <laughs> for a few days. Jesus I will Christ. say the... When I was pushing to get the Onyx shit done by Iowa Incident, that that made it a lot easier to get up. Yeah. And then once I realized that that wasn't going to happen, then it was like a little harder to okay. drag. Yourself. So you do, you do need like a a goal. Like you, it's tough just to get out of bed for like no yeah. reason that you can discern. So. <laughs> just wait until it gets really cold out too. It's going to get worse. Yeah, I'm wondering about that because the secondary part is we got a YMCA membership. We want to work in some exercise into our lives. So that's been working out pretty good. But the evening exercise, so I'll make dinner and then I'll run over there. And it like completely throws like my metabolism or I don't just get turn, turn the clock off. Right. No, like I won't be able to go to bed uh, until like, you know, I'll lay down at 10 and I'm still up at like 1230. That fucking you know, happens to me every night. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm like, well, this isn't going to work with getting up early in the morning. I'm doing it like every other day. So like, it's just gonna, I'd have to go back. It might work if I went back to my old schedule, it'll probably help keep me up, but I'm liking the morning thing. So what I've been doing is every other day I've been going to the, the gym in the morning. That's kind of interesting. Sure. I guess I'm a morning gym guy now. Mm. It's working out really good. The opposite is happening as far as my metabolism uh, where in the evening I went and I was like super alert. Yeah. Um, I go in the morning before work and then I'm like tired as fuck <laughs> for like two or three hours and then I'm about the same. Yeah. So I've been eating like a little extra food. I think maybe just cause I'm not eating much or I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. So <laughs> it's not like my favorite thing, but it's working out. Sure. So, All right. uh, but I'm back to between four thirty and five. Okay. Get up at this point, so we'll see. We'll nice. see how it goes. If that stabilizes, I will let you know. 
for anybody else who wants to try this madman's <laughs> schedule things. Getting shit done. So yeah. all right, can't, cool. Can't complain. Well, I think we're gonna take a little break here. A little breaky poo. Then we will finish up. So. Played some games of Infin. Yeah, we do some uh, old school tournament game recap. So, but not figure. super detailed to bore everybody here. No, just some highlights. You from see the me yawning. Games. <laughs> Trying to get uh, some Infinity Buzz going for you here. So maybe talking about a few of the games I played might might get it going for you. So it's five rounds. Uses the ITS system. Mm-hmm. So that's like the big. Corvus Belly tournament system. So no matter what tournament you're playing, if it's using that system, you know what to expect. So I was using my vanilla Pan Oceania guys, which is based around two two models. Joan, so that's like a clone of Joan of Arc, kind of like in the Hyperion series. Yeah. And there's like a clone of the famous poet Keats in there. I think that's where they ripped that idea from. Sure. So they use all the historical information and create like a, you know, some kind of sci-fi personality personality trait uh, with like a super buff android body. So I got her and the Father Knight. They kind of wield Spitfires, control the midfield. I've got a total reaction, heavy machine gun bot, uh, NIST sniper, and then I got the Croc Man. So those are kind of... The, the models I'll probably be talking about during these games. So the Croc Man, he's an infiltrator. Okay. He's got TO camo, which is thermal optics. So it's like some predator shit. Okay. And when you start the game, you can deploy him on your half of the board. So he starts up further. Okay. And then you take a picture or you write down where he is secretly. So your opponent doesn't know that he's there. But if you're playing someone who's experienced, they'll be able to suss out that you're What's on the board isn't the full points, and they might be able to guess that you have oh, you a model have, who's hidden. Or, you don't have to tell them that even? No. But even though you're like, you have to turn around so I can take a picture? Well, you could say that regardless. Ah, uh, okay. So you could do that even if, so some people do do that. Do-do. Do-do. I think you only need one do there. Yeah. So <laughs> the Otherwise, if you don't want to do that, you could tip them off. Is uh, you could just draw it on a map, do a little sketch of the board. Okay. Because uh, there's a couple of different scenarios, classified objectives where you might need to do that as well. So, uh, yeah, he's the croc, the croc man. Okay. Because he's from a water planet, so he's kind of like a special forces guy from that water planet. So. All right. Anyway, so the first round is capture and protect against his fellow Jimmy Hannabas, who I actually played him at Gen Con. Mm. And he remembered me, and then. Once he said that we played before, then I remembered him. He was happy because he knew but, a complimentary blowjob was coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he was chapped because last time we played my croc man, I uh, had kept him hidden the whole game, and in the last turn he popped out and grabbed the objective sure. and, and beat him, and he was kind of <laughs> sore about that. <laughs> he kind of warned me 
again, he's kind of, uh, he gets really, you know, kind of fired up when things don't go his way. So yeah. he, he doesn't take it personally. Uh, so. I like that. I like a pregame, hey man, there's a chance we get really pissed off by the end yeah, of this. Yeah. So he's playing U.S. Ariadna. Okay. So he had a lot of dudes. And the scenario is capture and protect, which is basically you capture the flag. Go to the other guy's side, okay. get the objective, and drag it back to your side. Ain't. So this board was kind of interesting. It had an open kind of like a park in the middle of the cityscape on one side. Sure. So that kind of range is like death for a lot of models, unless you have the right gun. So we kind of avoided that. And we battled it out in the alleys to on the other side of the board, okay, kind of in the middle. So um, I was kind of winning that firefight, and my NIST sniper was covering everything. And then mm-hmm. he finally, he kind of went after it and popped a lucky shot, took him down. And then he had to do it on a motorcycle. So some infinity, there's models with motorcycles. I like the U.S. Ariadna ones because they just kind of look like motorcycles, like a gold wing or something like that from like modern times. Okay. So the dude fucking, he drove his motorcycle across the park land and no one was covering it because you don't want to be seen and killed by a long range sniper. So he was able to drive across without me reacting, uh, grab the objective, drive back. I did pop my croc man out of cover to uh, just kind of slow him down. You kind of just sacrifice yourself at that point. Sure. Because uh, he's out in the open, and uh, he killed the croc man, and drove it all the way back behind his building. Uh-oh. So I'm like, "Fuck!" So did you get all fired up? <laughs> well, he was pretty pleased with himself because that was his last turn. Yeah. And then my last turn, uh, I had Joan left, so I, I kind of cleared him out in the alleys. And Joan is really quick, and she's got a good gun, and she has really good stats. Okay. Um, so she just started moving across. And he set up kind of little schlebs to kind of slow her down, but yeah. I killed all his good stuff. So on my last turn, I ran all the way across with Joan, killed a bunch of guys, grabbed the objective, and then I had one order left where I popped around behind the building and then gunned down his motorcycle guy <laughs> with the objective. So uh, it has to be held by a model yeah. to, to count it. So he lost the objective. So he went from like a full win to a loss Ooh. in that last turn. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he got a little steamed after that. Did you win or was it a draw? No, I won because oh. I, I killed his guy. Very fucking slippery with, eel. With my last order. So that's the second time where I beat him on the last order. So mm. he was a little steamed about that. <laughs> You're like his fucking nemesis now. Yeah. So uh, good game, Jimmy. Second round, I played the dude who ended up in second overall. Okay. And he kind of beat my ass around. He was using okay. Toha. Um, I could have played better, but... The interesting thing about this was a scenario called Frostbite, which is really interesting. It's like a kill the other guy, but also control some area scenario. Okay. But there's three consoles that power these heating units. Okay. So you have to turn on a heating unit in certain areas because in any area that doesn't have a heating unit, everyone's going to die at the end of the game because of like <laughs> the extreme. It's like on an ice planet. Sure. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of RimWorld on the ice sheet, buddy. Yeah, I know what you you're talking about. It. So, it's interesting because getting the consoles doesn't actually like get you objective points or anything, but yeah. it keeps your guys alive and you need them alive to like score zones and stuff like that. So sure. The interesting thing on this one was on um, there was one console on the top of a building right in the middle, and I had the croc man up there. He was laying down low, and he came up with uh, Toha Gow Rail, which is a person with a special visor, an MSV2 visor. Okay. So they can see the dudes in like the Predator camo. Sure. So the, multispectral. Yeah, multispectral visor. visor. So on his t- turn two, he came up 
and then they started blasting at each other up close. So it's basically a dice off because we're not getting any bonuses. And whoever's turn it is is getting more dice. So usually you'll win if it's your <laughs> sure, turn. Sure, because you're doing bursts instead of reactions. Um, so he's trying to get that console, but he's got to kill Croc first. Okay. So he did. He spent three orders trying to kill the <laughs> Croc man. Uh, made my saves or hit him or something. So he was still alive. My turn. So you're just making good rolls. Uh, we're both kind of rolling good or canceling each other out. Okay. So on my turn... Mm. I'm doing a bunch of other shit, but I spent five orders with the croc man to try to kill him. Yeah. So I've got the slight advantage, and I do a couple wounds, but Toha guys are really resilient because they have, like, bio armor sure. and stuff like that. So Symbiotes. Don't, I don't kill him, but he's down to his last wound. And then on his turn, he, his last turn then, he has, spends four more orders <laughs> to try and kill the croc man. It doesn't do it. Oh. <laughs> Did he get steamed up? Uh, no, he was kind of a happy-go-lucky okay, guy. good. But, like... You know, he's like a maximized points kind of guy. Yeah. So at that point, you could see it wasn't working. And so he, he kind of pulled those guys out of those zones where they were going to, like, freeze to death. Yeah. But the the croc man and the gal rail were in that zone. So they didn't kill each other over 12 orders of shooting at each oh, other, which is probably, you know, an army list has, like, maybe 40 to 45 orders over the course of a game. Sure. So we probably spent, like, one-sixth of our resources trying to kill each other up here. Okay. And uh, so it didn't work. He he won the game, but these guys froze to death up there. So mm. we just imagine that, like, as, like, the temperature's dropping, you know, they just kind of crawl into each other's embrace. <laughs> you know, just try to uh, use each other's body heat as long as they can. Sure. Just start, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry about <laughs> what happened back there. I take it back. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, cool. So you lost that one. Yeah, that was a big loss there. Okay. Round three, I was playing Combine Army which was cool because he was using a lot of the models. Plus you're working on combined armies, so you got a feel for that. Yeah, so he's using some of the droids and stuff like that and some of the models like I want to get. But well, they, they are the droids you were looking for then. They are. <laughs> this, this game was interesting. The table was set up. It was a city, but the, all the buildings were lined up, and it was, it was like a diagonal pattern, and they were lined up in a way that there's streets, so, like, there's, like, really huge, long fire lanes okay. that go down the entire length of the table. And then if you move, it's like a diagonal. So when you move up, you, like, expose yourself to either one or two of those angles. Sure. So, like, it's really, really hard. Across um, the road. To cross if you don't have a good long-range gun to defend yourself with. Okay. But he went first, and he had some kind of – he had some buffs going with some droids and some hacking programs. So he took out my long-range guys. So I'm like, ugh, this isn't going to go good. But I had old, old Crocky. He was in the middle there. A lot of stories involved the Croc Man here. He gets mm-hmm. a lot of work done. Yeah. Maybe um, need two Croc Men. I, I've been considering it. There's <laughs> For Onyx, there's a model that you can get that's kind of similar. So okay. I'm like, when I was thinking about this, I'm like, I'm going to have to get that model because like I do a lot of stuff with that guy. Yeah. And like, he seems to work out well for me. But he kind of – he's got a medium-range gun, and he's got the camo. So – I was able to catch his long-range guys kind of out of their good range band sure. and take them out and then sort of kind of dominated the field. Uh, he did like a run at the end. This was highly classified. So you instead of one big objective, you kind of had like five mini objectives, and then whoever did the most won the game. So we both had a couple, and then at the end of the game, you have to do a run on the HVT, 
So we both have one. Mm-hmm. And because some of the objectives are usually to do something to that model. So okay. if you just guard that really well, you can make it really hard for the guy. Sure. So I had, I had mine guarded really well. So when he came in, like, you know, people were shooting at him. He had to take him out. And he just kind of ran out of orders to do stuff. Sure. Okay. Um, but on my last turn, the croc man, he kind of cleared stuff out. So I was able to just run my guys over and uh, complete the final objectives there. So that was a big win. Oh, nice. Round four, I was playing Nath, Nathan Vick. Nate Vick. So he's been to Wapaka plenty of times. Sure. So you uh, you might have run into him or maybe probably seen him and been in the Infinity Tournament with him. Yeah. Um, so he's playing the newest faction, which is the OSS, the Aleph stuff. Sure. So it's not the Steel Phalanx, but it's like the – so the Steel Phalanx are all based off the Greek myths and stuff sure. like that. So OSS is like the weird futuristic guys with like blue skin. Is this a like new sectorial? Yeah, it just okay. came out for, for Aleph. Okay, sure. So and that's why they were releasing new models? Mm-hmm. So it's really – it's pretty high-tech. They have good hacking stuff. Um, they've got these proto humans that can like jump their consciousness between bodies that uh-huh. are like really good. And they kind of get a discount because they're not generating orders for all of them. Sure. But you have to kill them all to like stop that order being generated. So they're just like really efficient units. Okay. And they get these bots. And this one was safe area. So we had to control table quarters and then end the game in a base contact with a console in each one of those quarters with okay. a specialist. And this one, we were basically tied up, and it came down to that damn croc man at the end. What? And so he was making a run on one of the objectives there. So all he had to do was end in base contact with it, and I would score that objective, and that'd be the, like, I'd win by one. It'd be a minor victory. Sure. Or I could shoot a guy on the way end. He had this heavy machine gun uh, attack bot kind of guarding it, and it's really shitty at close range and it doesn't have any other guns Okay, and I've got the camo. So to hit me, it would need like a two, a one or a two. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really think about it too much, but I decided to blast him (laughs) and uh, I did kill him. And what happened though was Crocman is a hacker. Yeah. So he had a little repeater unit nearby. And so he had hackers who are far away that were able to hack him because of the repeater unit, Ooh. so it like extends their range. Yeah, and so they it fried his brain at the end, and I lost lost uh. the, the, the win because of that. So what I should have done, there's two things I could have done. One, I could have just moved the croc man in silently, not shot, and not shot the the tack bot would have shot at me, but he would needed a one or a two to hit. Yeah, so out on a D twenty, so I would have just moved in. I could have I could have just won. Yeah, you know. When he rolled the dice, he rolled like a six or a seven. So. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I could have done was the order before that, my sniper tried to kill that kill that bot so the croc man didn't have to shoot. And since the he lost that face-to-face and that tack bot blew him up, uh, then, then I shot with the croc man. So um, if my luck was better there, I wouldn't have had to shoot with the croc man. But what I should have done was instead of shooting at the tack bot, I should have just shot the repeater. So it was just like a little doodad on the ground. Sure. So, I, you know, he could have just shot that without anybody else seeing him. Mm-hmm. would have, you know, so it's just 
uh, just some high level play thinking through there. So is Crocman exposed during all this, or does ever, does he know where he's at once you? Start no, he doing doesn't stuff? know that Crocman is, but he. We've played before. He might know that he's there, but he was using it to set up some white noise zones, which uh, block people with visors. Sure. So I had a couple guys with visors. So you can use your hackers to create like a, you know, just like a zone of electric garbage. Sure. So the dudes who have the visors who can normally see everything, like those guys get blinded and then people without that can like see through it fine. Sure. So he was using the repeater for that. Okay. But... Um, I didn't think about it. I could have shot it earlier, and it might have saved me some some trouble there. So I'll have to think of that. Uh, for, the for repeater is, yeah, that, I, is an actual threat at some point. Yeah, so. you put down a token, and you can just, like, shoot that token. Yeah. It's like with a mine. Sure. Like, you can actually just shoot a mine, like, if you can, you know, if you want to spend the orders to do that. You don't have to, like, avoid it or go around it or just take the hit. You could actually just shoot it. You know, sure. It's like, it's like an actual object on the ground, so... Um, so that one would end up being a draw, but know. if I thought about it better, so you're it been a win. two, one, and one at mm-hmm. this point. Going to the last round here, I was playing Merovingia, which are like the French guys from Ariadna. Okay. And this one was firefight, so it was basically just kill the other guy. And he went first, and he was basically had all these advanced deployment guys who were like rolling into my deployment zone. <laughs> I was basically just fighting them off the entire game. So first turn, he had the Wolfman come in. Uh, I can't think of what his name is, but basically he kills a couple guys. Then he starts lobbing grenades <laughs> over the wall into my lines. <laughs> and he actually rolled pretty good and like did a, probably a disproportionate amount of damage for what he, what should have happened. But um, So my first turn, I had to kill him. And then on his second turn, he brought up a couple more guys. Yeah. And then on my second turn, I had to kill those guys. Okay. And so his third turn, he kind of moves up and takes the board. So he killed like all my little shitty guys. Yeah. But like all my uh, heavy infantry guys and like croc man and stuff, they're still alive. So going into the third turn, like I don't really realize it, but I've actually already won because the objective is to have more points left than sure. the other guy. Ah. Because since my guys are so expensive, yeah. like the really- and he's just killing elite, schlubs. Yeah, he's killed like all the schlub guys. So like he's eliminated a lot of orders and like he's killed a ton of guys, but he's just, you know, he, he knew that he uh. could, I just didn't know what, what his points were for all his stuff that he, that I killed. Sure. And then, so on my last turn, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I'm desperate. So I have to like kind of do risky things to try and make it even in my mind, but I'm actually bringing it closer. So I like lost the croc man Ooh. and I only killed like one more guy. Uh, but I was kind of doing risky stuff that was like, normally when you shoot, you want to have like a 90% chance, right? you know, based off the range bands and stuff. But I was doing like, you know, 50, 50 type stuff. Yeah. And so he's like, Ooh, this you're going to throw the game idea. here. <laughs> uh, but it ended up, I still had 133 points left versus 128. So it was weird. Cause it, was well, that a win or a draw? That was a win. Okay. Because you just beat them by once. It wasn't a big win, but it was a win. Right. But it it felt like a loss the whole time. So <laughs> I, was, I was just like trying to, you know, just let him do his thing because you know, he's like, you know, when like someone's kicking your ass, but they're like kind of like just agonizing over every little thing, you're <laughs> uh, like, okay, like let's just let's keep, keep it moving here. Like, keep it going. <laughs> now, had you known you were in it, though, you would have been a little more patient probably probably <laughs> yeah. but i was just kind of smiling like with my arms folded just letting yeah. him do stuff because like i didn't even like leave my deployment zone hardly 
Was there any game where a guy brought some awesome awesome chocolate vodka and you did five shots during <laughs> it? <laughs> a la no, Akon this really. year. Uh, Last year. There was some malort going around. Oh. From Tor Swanson. Yeah. It's quite disgusting. I yeah, that's wormwood liquor, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, I hope uh hope the recap went well. John, you want to play some Infinity going forward? Well, here? I did take some notes and see if I could find some things in my army list and Okay, maybe uh I did I started painting a, one of my own models too when I started uh the model for Ryan, so just to make some progress on my own shit. <laughs> sure. Yeah, maybe not before Renegade because I'm going to need all that time for painting. But yeah. surely the models will be done by then. So uh, maybe after Renegade we could play a game. Yeah. See how it goes for you. I'm well, way more available in the daytime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even on a weekend. all day. When, when you don't work, all days are pretty much the same. They're all weekends, baby. Really chat my ass. I was really stoked to go over to the DOT and renew my license. I finally had the time. And then it, as I was packing my shit, I was like, wait. It's fucking Sunday. <laughs> They're not even going to be open today. <laughs> God damn it. So uh, you kind of lose track of uh-huh. none, of, none of that, like, ooh, the case of the Mondays. Well, like, Monday is just like every other day, really, mm-hmm. to me. No. So, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that sounds like a fun time. Do uh, You got a podcast for us, John? You said you were listening to some stuff. Yeah. So, I'm trying to get motivated for some real estate here. So, been listening to some real estate podcasts. I've talked about this one before. If you're going to get into a real estate podcast, whenever I do it, I get really stoked and I do have- you Just go out and buy a property. I'm going to look at one tomorrow, <laughs> my friend. So that's that's when I when I want to get back into real estate, I just only listen to real estate podcasts. So there's uh-huh. one by a fellow named Kevin Bupp, and in my opinion, it's the best one you're going to find. So if you want to get stoked it? or get some information about real estate. The Bupcast? What is it called here? Uh, it's called Real Estate Investing for Cash Flow. He's got two, one specific to mobile home parks, and then the other is more general. Mm-hmm. So check out, if, you, if you're interested in the subject, Kevin Bupp's Real Estate Investing for Cash Flow podcast. That's, that's the best one I've found so far. So, and like I said, now I got, a, I got a showing on a property tomorrow. Might pick up another four unit, buddy. Nice. Yeah. Good deal. So, what about what about you? you? Got a useful hobby product? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Rosemary and Co. Series Thirty Three Kalinsky Sable. I'm talking the Ten O, John, the tiniest of the tiny brushes. The here. Rogers cock equivalent of paintbrushes. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> Just a little dart that you're working with. Here, like so. one fucking thread, one little piece of sable on there. Yeah, so I got this from uh, Workbench Warriors. The Hobby Crack podcast. They had a painting contest when they were still going. Sure. And uh, Woody sent, oh, you won it? Woody sent these to me. Nice. Um, it was a four-pack of brushes, Rosemary & Co., Series 33. If you just do a Google search, Workbench Warriors brushes, it'll bring it up. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's on a, their official website or something, but apparently you can have like an affiliate deal or something like that or a, something something like that that makes these the Workbench Warriors brushes. But Sure. Um, so the, the tenno is tiny, but it's extremely useful for the edging and the detail sure. on these Infinity models. And actually, I went out and bought the three O, which is the next one up, mm-hmm. because it is really tiny. And I'm like, always use the biggest brush yeah, that, you, that you, can, you can get away with, yeah. possible. That's that's a good and tip. I don't know if it's because I was already used to the tenno, but 
using like the three O. Felt like a tank brush. Yeah, it felt like <laughs> I was trying to paint with like an elephant's foot or something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for like the true like edge highlighting, the three O worked fine. But it, again, yeah. it was those uh, armor plates that yeah. are touching on like a two D plane that like this isn't gonna worry you. At least to the the level of precision that that I wanted. So, sure, um, but it is looking interesting when you go back. So I'm using the Angel Geraldes <laughs> A to Z <laughs> manual. But when you look at it, you can see like his edging like isn't perfect. Yeah, especially in the first book. Sure, and like, but you know, as I follow him on Twitter, and he's he's always impressive. Paints good models, yeah. Yeah, but I like the not Twitter, Instagram. The uh, you can just see that the edging isn't perfect. You still do a good model, but like, I don't know. I just just need that edging to be perfect. Mm. Yeah, I'm the. I feel the same. If it looks sloppy or it's too broad or something, and you fucked it up, uh, unless you're doing like, and I do this sometimes, multiple layers of edging. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, yeah, especially the white because yeah, it makes it pop like depending man. on the white. Yeah, so I was using. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do now, but I was using. Uh, like a gunky old Vallejo white. Sure. That I mixed with uh, airbrush white yeah. to kind of thin it up. And I've been using this on the the wet palette. So it's been nice and smooth. Uh, but then that gunky brush, or that gunky brush, that gunky bottle finally like was totally gunked up and I was like squeezing it as hard as I could to get something out and it yeah. fucking exploded. Well, the whole all cap over. comes out. Yeah, the whole cap flew yeah. off. Fucking and, like, droppers. It knocked. Uh, a few paint droplets yeah. onto some finished Unidrons yeah. that were sitting nearby. <laughs> uh, but they're varnished, so I was able to just kind of wipe it off. Yeah. But the old toothbrush or. <laughs> um, so I bought a new bottle, but then, like, it, it's not as like dried up and as concentrated as what I was using. <laughs> so uh-huh. when I do the edging now, like, it's, it goes on thinner and it's like, you know, if you're doing it over black, it comes out kind of gray. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, been doing multiple. Sure. And you can, like, highlight the edges kind of you know strategically like yeah. i don't really want to do that but hmm. it looks better though because you're getting mo- the more layers you put to it yeah the better, it's like you're you doing do two well. different layers yeah. on the edges alone right i mean it, it looks really good when you do that yeah um like i would rather not do that because that it's or doing one layer of edge highlighting is taken 90 yeah. percent of the time so I, sure I okay how much longer it's gonna go but um yeah that 10 brush it's handy for mm. eyeball, I don't know what I did before. I like use a two o for, painting, for, for I think it's two o for everything, and it seems tiny enough for everything I do. And that includes infinity eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's a fucking lie. I have a couple like one o's or I don't know. I have a couple it's smaller sizes. Smaller than yeah. I said it backwards. I have one brush that's tinier. Just has a better tip. Mine don't have a yeah, super sharp tip. tip so, yeah. yeah. Say so this thing is maintained as tip. Uh, otherwise, I use. Usually like a two for most everything. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Cool. John, you have a. I'm looking at the agenda here. It says Johnny's sex toy. Well, I don't have a sex toy, but I do have a weird baby product. Okay, let's hit it. And this is one we've actually used. So Mr. Baby has a problem with the gas nice. and the upset belly and the shitting, where he only shits every three days. And there's like a full day of crabbiness and fussiness and upsetness mm-hmm. building up to the shit. So there's this thing called the Windy, W I 
NDI. And it's a little tube that you stick up his butt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it whistles when the fart air comes out. <laughs> so you know if he's not screaming too loud <laughs> when he's at when the when the air is coming out. So seems weird and it still feels weird. Yeah, so what and without some type of dick horn tool, it's hard to actually get it in the bunghole. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're like poking around and you get this thing up there and he usually relaxes once all the once all the air comes out <laughs> so like he can't fart it out the air on his own he he can't i mean he's extremely gassy he's farting all the time but it's just i james stag speed, was speeds it along james stag has a in, has an infant as well and i saw that he had posted something i think it was on facebook about had he known infant flatulence was what it was he would have had a baby a long time ago because <laughs> it is pretty fucking funny <laughs> so and it's true it's really true that babies are extremely farty mm-hmm. in a funny way because if you just hold them they're just you feel if you don't hear it you definitely feel it mm-hmm. and constantly cutting farts wow. and so the windy it's though definitely a hastings i guess yeah yeah it, it actually works though like it does what it's supposed to e- like eases the pressure on and there's warnings on the con- on the container the box they come in about yeah, well, just make sure you got you're prepared for a shit explosion because during the windy process there could you know there could be a poo a major poo <laughs> situation which we haven't encountered yet but but yeah right. so check out the, the windy the if your windy baby's having some it. farty shit issues it's better because we didn't want to give them any chemicals they make like gas drops and gripe mm. water and they make different solutions and stuff you can give the baby yeah so rather than giving him something weird tube up his ass yeah well i mean makes sense yeah damn check out the windy other than that check us out on patreon we have reached another threshold yeah we hit the 90 dollars threshold thanks to a fellow out in germany mauer uh, there's an umlaut yeah, on the last. Mauer. I don't know how to pronounce the umlauts anymore. I, I think it's pronounced like a hard A. Yeah, I think on the last name there, there's the umlaut in there. So thank yeah. you, Mauer, for kicking us over that threshold. So from here on out, we're going to be doing a three-week three week recordings. Mm, uh, nice. Essentially, get it done on time. We'll have to do like two, two and a half weeks. Basically, we're going to have to meet like every other week almost. <laughs> yeah, with the Patreon recording stuff we're doing. With the Lone John stuff. That's true, yeah. Maybe we'll just plan on that. we got to wrap up the Lone John playthrough we're doing. Yeah, there's another uh, Lone John up for all the patrons out there. So you can listen to Johnny's tale, see how he's doing in the mines there. Save it for for the patrons. We don't want to give it away. Maybe we'll do a Lone Raj next. uh, We could do something like that. From now on, for the Lone John, I'm really going to pour on the Wisconsin accent. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good. (laughs) I think it'll be more entertaining. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll probably be doing another one of those soon enough. So thank you to all the patrons. And now we're shooting for that next goal, which is the video version of this mm. cast. So, so where will we put those? Will be YouTube based, correct? What's that? Well, those will be YouTube based. No, they'll be on the Patreon feed. So, uh, so you patrons. can upload yes, directly. Video. Okay, interesting. Yeah, maybe there'll be some teasers on YouTube or something like that. We have I have a green screen set up. So yeah, we could actually Skype this baby and we could both be like I don't know, you'd be sitting in front of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could be anywhere. I'll be in the halls of the Heldenhammer, John. <laughs> That'd be fun too. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Johnny's getting some video skills. I have some basic video skills, mm. but we could probably do something really cool. Yeah. Once we get to that threshold, look at our beautiful faces. We could probably do more interesting segments. You can yeah. see our hand motions, yeah, talking yeah. about the hexagons on the skin of the Aleph models. When Raj was doing the multi-spectral visor, <laughs> he was holding his hands up to his eyes <laughs> as if he was using one of those old <laughs> clicky boxes that the kids use. <laughs> exactly. So... I think you folks would enjoy our beautiful faces, and hopefully we can get there sometime soon. But I think that's it. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. Gotta go. Yeah. Last thing I'm gonna say is don't sell anything on eBay. It's horrible now. <laughs> Nobody's buying. Nothing sells, and if it does, it sells for nothing. It's a waste of fucking time. eBay had something amazing, and they turned it into a fucking sounds like a real buyer steamy market. pile get of shit. Get on out there if you're buying. Yeah, if you're selling, don't bother. So there's not going to be anything there because mm-hmm. no sellers make money. Okay. That's Sounds all good. I got. Fuck eBay and suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> my bees. <beast. laughs>